Hello, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I don't talk about this very often. However, I feel like we all need to revisit the mistakes that we have made financially for a couple of reasons. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. The first reason is we can learn from our past. The second reason is we can learn going forward the choices of what we want to do in our future. And in my experience, and most of you know, I'm a transformational wealth coach. So I work with women all the time who are looking to increase their pocketbooks, their wallets, their assets, their net worth, and their profits as well. And usually the thing that is getting in the way of one of those areas, anything on the external is coming from the internal. And what's getting in the way is the stories that you're holding on to around money and the beliefs that you have about your own limitations because of those stories. So I'm going to give you an example that, again, is something I don't normally share, but I think will really help put it into perspective. So I was the victim of a Ponzi scheme. And this is going back, gosh, probably 15 years by now. I was basically promised something that was too good to be true. I allowed greed to get in my way and ignored my gut instinct, which was saying, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. This doesn't seem right. Just little tiny, tiny things along the way. What I knew was that a woman that I had worked with for years, trusted completely and really liked was bringing people into this particular project and she had invested her own money in it. And she unfortunately ended up losing everything as well. But none of us knew any of that at the time because I knew and I trusted her. I went and worked with these people and even met them. And my instinct was, well, I had their address. I know where they are. I can find them if I need to, if something goes wrong. And unfortunately, it was right at the time that everything was going crazy in the financial world. This was around the time of the 2007-2008 real estate crash. So it was just a bunch of bad things happening on top of each other. And I ended up pursuing none of it because everything, I believe the expression in the stock market is it's a falling knife. So the way that a knife looks is it's angled down, you know, the way a butcher's knife looks, that's what it looked like. It looked like that falling knife. And so everything was going to hell all at the same time. And I ended up just abandoning the, uh, the project and not pursuing the people who had stolen my money and my friend and partner's money and all of the other people that lost money in that scheme. And it was especially galling to me at the time because 
I had gotten my partner and I, my life partner, not my business partner, he and I had got come into a lot of money and we had really spent most of it. Cash flow was in very serious bumps in those days for us. And so it was like, you know, the roller coaster, like all the way up and then all the way down. And so we were almost at the down spot. And I think that was one of the things that made me so greedy was, oh, this will fix everything. Like one fell swoop, everything's going to change. And the good news for me was that I felt what it would feel like to have all the money that I was being promised, the big returns that I was being promised. And I felt into that and I thought, that is how I want to feel. So that was actually a beautiful experience to get to live inside and play inside of the energy of, I have all of that money. Now, unfortunately, I would have had all of that money if I had listened to my gut instinct, which said to me the day before I was getting ready to write the check, remember in the days that you wrote checks, in the days that I was writing that check, the day before I got a, like, I don't know, a a hit, I'll call it like an energetic aha to not put the money into that Ponzi scheme and instead to put the money into a particular stock that was very, very far down, but it was a bank stock and I knew it was going to go up. And had I put the money in there instead, and again, this is the very galling part, it would have been worth, it would have 6X'd inside of something like six weeks. And then, which I mean, for me, not being an investor in the stock market, except peripherally at that time would have been a big deal. And then it would have gone up from there. So I would have made many, many, many times my, you know, my investment. So I lived with that for a long time. So let's see, that was 2007, let's say, and now it's 2022. So yeah, it is just about 15 years. And about 13 years ago, I started to ask the question, is this still on my heart? Is this still something that I have not forgiven myself for, not forgiven the people who gave me the bad advice, the business partner, you know, my dad who said like, oh, you're still young enough. You'll make it up again. Don't worry. Go for that thing because it's so big. And my partner at the time, who was very mad at me afterwards, but really didn't participate in, you know, saying even no on my way in to making this investment. He just was like, you know, well, you handle it because it's the money. And I wanted somebody who said, you know, I have this opinion and let's do this. And, but, you know, he just wasn't that guy. And now looking back, I really waited a long time to come into that awareness of, I needed to forgive everybody involved and of course, forgive myself. And until I did that, I was kind of trapped. You know, I always get that image of the insect in amber. Like you're frozen in time at that moment. There's still a part of you energetically that's living in that moment where you made that mistake, where you have that regret, where you have that shame or that blame or that fear or whatever it is that's holding you back. It's like you're encased in that amber until you crack it open and forgiveness is the hammer. And it isn't really a hammer because it's not you know, a hard thing Rather, it's an explosive thing. When you apply the hammer to the amber, it shatters. And that's really what I'm talking about is shattering that stuckness so that you can move forward. 
you know, if you're listening to this show, you are interested in the future of money. You are interested in moving forward in new ways on new things. And maybe you're not doing it. And maybe the reason you're not doing it is the reason that I, you know, didn't invest in real estate for 20 years, despite the fact that I love it because of what happened to me as I was exiting, you know, my real estate practice. Maybe you're not back in stocks or back in crypto because of something that happened to you. Maybe there's fear that you're going to lose. So from an energetic perspective, just a couple of really important reminders. All money is just energy because everything is energy. This chair that I'm sitting in and you know my shirt and my my rings and my hair and my brain and you listening and the energy that's translating this over the digital waves and allowing you to hear me, all of it is just energy. And we forget that and we give money so much power over ourselves, but it is just energy. And when we remember that, we can help take back our own power around money because money is here to serve us. And we have this whole story, which is probably a whole nother episode about like the relationship that we have with money. For now, I'll just say that when you want to shift your mistake, really taking an inventory of what that error was, and you know, you feel it. It's the thing where when I ask the question, like, what are your biggest regrets around money? That's the thing that, or those are the things that will pop into your head. And I can count, you know, four or five things that I had on my heart is the right expression for me. And that were weighing me down, that were not serving me and that were keeping me stuck. And when I let go of those pieces, everything really shifted in my life. Having my first six-figure year, having my first multi-six-figure year, having my first seven-figure year. And those are powerful, energetic shifts first. And they did not have to do with me working harder or even me working smarter. They had to do with me allowing myself to accept more money without concerning myself that I was going to squander it or lose it or have it stolen or have it taken away from me, all of which has happened in the past. So that was a beautiful thing. And when you want to own your power over your money, the first thing to do is to let go of all of those past stories. Because as I said before, it's like you're living inside of that moment where you wrote the check for the Ponzi scheme, or you let the stock drop and didn't sell on its way down and lost all that money. And then the company went out of business and then you never got to recover, whatever your story is like that. And forgiveness, because, you know, holding a grudge is like taking poison and expecting the rat to die. That's one of my favorite expressions. So forgiveness is so powerful. We always forget to forgive ourselves and you're learning. So ask the question, what were the lessons for me? You know, for example, I just realized even like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that getting to play inside of the energy of having more money than I knew what to do with was a great exercise for me. 
and getting to play inside of all of the energies around expansive money feelings are never going to do you wrong. Even if it doesn't happen in your real life right now, you are still expanding your thoughts, expanding the possibilities, getting to that place where you can welcome in six figures, multi six figures, seven figures. It's so, so powerful and beautiful when you realize that. So where are your lessons? What are your lessons from your money mistakes? And remember also, and this is so important, I I share this with clients all the time, forgive and forget are not the same thing. And really, like we need to erase the and between them because we can forgive without forgetting. Of course, we'll remember, but will we remember with the energy attached to it? Will we remember with the fear attached to it? Will we remember with the story that we have to stay over here because over there isn't safe because look what happened the last time you went. And this way we can let go of all of that. And it's, oh, it's such a game changer, such a life changer when you do that. I loved getting to share this beautiful money lesson with you. I hope that it's been helpful. I hope that you will write and comment and tell me what else what other money shifts you would like, because that is something that I want to make part of these episodes of Goddess of Crypto. And please review the show, comment on it, like it, and share it with all of the women in your life, your mothers and your sisters and your daughters and your girlfriends and your wives and all of the women that you know. I want every woman to know about her birthright of wealth. I'll see you next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege. It's your right.